This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Get my nigga ready. They wasn't there. They just learned who Eddie was last night. My nigga got three albums. This shit sounds so 80s. Facts. Oh, he was definitely in his 80s bag, nigga. Rick James on the writing. In the 80s, they hit you with these long intros, too, nigga. All music. This shit sounds like a video game board <laughs> from Metroid. Double Dragon, nigga. They went outside. Sounding like Stevie Wonder on the track, nigga. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yo, man. Welcome back, bitches. Your boys is back. I know I told y'all we wasn't going to really be here live and in the building. But guess what, nigga? We'll never miss a moment in the culture. Psych, I lied, nigga. Psych, I lied, nigga. Word to uh, Chuck. You know, uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 78 of This Week in Culture. I'm your host, Ann Wood, aka Trinidad, and I got my esteemed co host with me, Jay. What up, though? What up, though? It's Jay Johnson, aka I'm washed right now. <laughs> this nigga look like he went through the wire last night, boy. Uh, and this week we review Eddie Murphy's SNL return, man. The boy was back on Saturday Night Live for the first time in 35 years, nigga. That's fucking crazy. 1984 was the last. I was born in 84. To give that some context, man. I was two years old. Man. Yeah, man. That was the last time he hosted a uh, episode of Saturday Night Live before he left and went on to become the mega star that he went on to become, man. But we're going to get into the episode from last night. We're going to talk about... Just Eddie appreciation, man. Um, my dog deserves his flowers. You know what I'm saying? Like, he one of them legends that a lot of comedians give flowers to. Yeah. But I feel like, dog, like, this nigga's influence over comedy, his influence in, in film. Like, he got almost $10 billion made in U.S. theaters, like, from his movies, man. 40 movies, like, 17 TV shows. Like, Eddie's a fucking legend, dog. So that's what we here to do as the culture. We are here to give Eddie Murphy all his flowers. We're going to talk about the episode of Saturday Night Live. Um, We're going to talk about why he left SNL and why he hadn't fucked with them in 35 years. And, um, yeah, man, we're going to get into that bag. Uh, Before we do that, anything happened in the culture? I got a couple joints. Um... Leslie Jones got a Netflix special coming. Okay. Speaking of Saturday Night Live alum, 
uh, January 14th. It's called do 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 Time Machine. She got a stand-up special coming. Salute to Leslie Jones, who left SNL this season. Um, says she wasn't fucking with them no more, but glad to see her out here working and, and still doing her thing, man. Shout out to Leslie Jones. Uh, you had told me there was an update for your uh for the Kevin. Oh, Hart the Kevin special. Hart joint, December twenty seventh. Um, so it is a documentary. Don't fuck this up. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna like weave in stand up and like documentary footage. Or if it's going to be just straight out documentary about his life. I do know that um, they showed a clip. They're going to discuss that period uh, where he had the little sex tape come out and cheated on his wife and all that. Like his wife is on there talking about it. Like that's part of the clip I've seen. Um, so, again, I don't know if he were even in any comedy in this or if we just getting a straight up like look into the life of Kevin Hart. But. December 27th, Netflix. Uh, I will tell you this. Uh, people uh, can like or dislike Kevin Hart. Uh, he's a pretty entertaining person in conversation. Facts. Or if, I don't know if you, you guys seen him on the late night shows or just in like interviews. Like he's a pretty funny part. If you don't like his stand up, like you can't tell me to make it not yeah. funny, though. Because hey. uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy whenever he's been interviewed or talked about. Because I mean, he's a funny nigga. So I. I even if this is a serious documentary, yeah. I'm sure it's going to be funny. Yeah. And I mean, it's, they're going to have funny moments at least. Fam, there's so many people who stand up I don't like. Um, and it's like, that don't mean they're not funny or they're not talented. I don't like Aziz's Ansari stand up, but I loved his Netflix show uh, that was on there a couple seasons. So, like, shit like that. I don't have to like what you do on stage to acknowledge that you are funny. And you a talented motherfucker, and Kevin Hart is that, man. Like, he I funny, he naturally charismatic, and I like his stand-ups, but that's me, though. I don't... I like Joe Rogan. Hey. I listen to his podcast. All the time. All the time. I don't think he that funny. Hey. Like, I just think he's an interesting he's, motherfucker. He's not funny on his podcast, hey. like, at all. You wouldn't know. And hey. I've seen his stand-up, and it's... No, nah, stand-ups is average to me, man. It's this regular... Yeah, yeah very average. White comedian guy. Hey. But he's interesting as shit. Like Hella smart. Though. You know, what love man? his personality. Like I would love to be on that podcast one day, man. I will be on there. Smoke some weed with that dick. Um. So yeah, man. It's people who don't rock with Kevin Hart on stand up or in films. A lot of people be hating on his movies. It's just like, hey, right, man. What do you? I don't know. I don't know what you're looking for. Like he probably one of the biggest hustlers we ever seen. Like the nigga works hard as hell, trying to keep his family shit in order. He fucked up like we all be fucking up. And then it's like, yo, now you're letting us in on that and what that looked like, man. Documentary style footage of everything he's been going through over the last year or two. So, um, including the accident. They talking about that in there. And I'm like, that's a whole different piece of his life that yeah. he ain't have to let folks in on, man. That's personal to the nth degree. And, hey, we getting a whole documentary about it. So, December 27th, don't fuck this up. Kevin Hart, excited to see it, man. Um, we also got... It ain't necessarily part of the culture, but it was one of my favorite shows uh, last year, and I'm excited to see it. You on Netflix mm. will be available December 26th. So the day after Christmas, we getting a whole show about a stalking murderer, nigga. Yeah, back to kill. And I, I love it. I can't fucking wait. Um, so, yeah, if you didn't watch season one of You. I felt bad, like for rooting, rooting for the bad guy. Cause oh, yeah. Because he, he was like the narrator, so yeah. you automatically like. You on the side of the narrator? I want him to win, like. Uh, but I was like, damn, this nigga need to get caught. Nah, he was a fucking psycho, bro. <laughs> like, 
any wedding that like and like it kind of started like real realistic yeah and, and then, then it got kind of like nuts. okay nigga. yeah like, nigga had a whole underground lair like, under the bookstore all right nigga nobody had a key to and but shoot. he wasn't even the owner of the bookstore like come on fam uh speaking of the culture did you see that picture of Kim K on the Hollywood magazine? Uh, I saw it, man. <laughs> this is how black they had. I didn't know that was Kim Kardashian. So uh, I looked low and saw her name, Kim Kardashian West. It's like, is that Lena? Uh, Fem, I had no clue that was Kim Kardashian. Is yo. that Vanessa Williams? Yo, for those of y'all who listening and don't know. Oh, shout out to the listeners, by the way. We appreciate you. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, man, go look up. Kim Kardashian Hollywood magazine cover. Man, you know what's interesting is uh, it's been a thing where folks have been on um, Megan Good saying that she bleached her skin mm-hmm. and she's mm-hmm. lighter or whatever, yeah. whatever. Her eyebrows look weird. Um, so they all on her like, yeah. "Hey, you black, don't bleach your skin. You both be black." And then we got the white person who's trying to get their skin darker so yeah. they can look um, black. It's just interesting that, that nobody wants to be what they are. Yeah. On either side. Everybody wants to be something else. And niggas is not going to be happy to everybody is um, cardboard brown or like a real beige. Everybody going to be beige and everybody (laughs) everybody should be happy, I guess. And it's fucked up because like clearly Kim Kardashian uh, tans and does all that with her skin. And she Armenian, so they have like a... A olivey tone in their skin anyway but then you know she adds some on top of it with the tanning and all that but then hollywood magazine is the culprit here because because y'all who, did that who knew there was a hollywood magazine yep first of all second of all is it I, actual is it an actual magazine i don't give a fuck how much tanning kim kardashian i know she ain't walking there that black nigga i'm about to make a magazine I'm gonna put magazine. I'm gonna put Donald Trump face on that bitch in blackface, and I'm gonna put that bitch out there, and everyone's gonna be like, "Did y'all see that Donald Trump, that Trump magazine?" Yeah. So, so whoever the hell for, is behind the editing on that magazine cover, like, I need kill her or them, him with Kim Kardashian, like, kill them together, put them in the same boat. No, give them a race. It's the best advertising that, that you've ever. Crazy. Who seen Hollywood magazine? They put her that on that bitch looking like Diane Carroll, nigga. <laughs> like, but darker. Uh, she might look like Diane Ross. On Every this time one. she's on the cover of a magazine, it's something outrageous. Yeah. Remember when she had a little. When she was naked. That and then she had the one shit when she was popping a bottle and it was falling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. And that was like a remake of an older cover with a black woman who had a fat ass. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Like, we got to get some controversy with this. Yeah, folks know. And what's crazy, like, you really don't need to. If you get Kim Kardashian for your magazine cover, you don't need to do nothing extra. She don't need to be black. She don't need to have champagne pouring in her ass. Like. She Kim Kardashian. She one of the most famous motherfuckers on earth ever. She could be one of the most famous people in the in the country. Well, she's top five yeah. famous people yeah. in the country ever. Like ever though. Like it's kind of wild. I was. I don't know if I talked about it on this joint, but I was trying to ask like, who is the most? Uh, who do you think the most famous person in the country is? Or I don't in, know if that was here. Or if that was shop talk. I don't remember. Because I, I, I remember hearing you ask that. And I remember, I remember like talking to you. people. Yeah. And I'm like, who do you think the most famous person in the world is right now? Yeah. Uh, it used to be like insert movie star here, but like yeah. we don't. Or movies. insert Michael Jackson. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's ever been someone as, as famous as Michael Jackson. Nah, I don't. As famous or as influential, like from an entertainment standpoint. I mean, um, just in general. Like, yeah. Can you can you think of someone who is more famous than Michael Jackson? More? Nah. 
It's some people who reach certain levels, but they don't reach all of them. Like Beyonce reaches certain levels of like just enormous fame, right? But then it's like you're not Michael Jackson. You're not walking through Russia and people just start fainting, like USSR type shit, and niggas is just falling out. So I was like, who's more famous? Yeah, I I don't know Beyonce or Barack Obama. Beyonce, I think. Like I maybe if like if I go to anywhere in the world and say Beyonce. And uh, and somebody may not know who the fuck it is, but if I say Barack Obama, yeah, like presidents are like by default are yeah. famous, but he been the first black president. Shit, Donald Trump probably famous in the moment. Donald Trump famous as shit for all kinds of reasons, yeah. like good and bad. But then it's like it's like that old adage: no press is bad press. Like Donald Trump don't give a fuck whether you like him or not. He just wants you to know his name, nigga. And yeah, that's why I don't see like the Kim Kardashian shit. Like y'all ain't got to make her. Look like uh, Eddie Murphy on the cover, bro. Like she hella famous, like ridiculously. Your magazine gonna sell. Fame so wild. It's a lot of people that's extremely famous that you've never heard of. Facts. I don't know if y'all know who Marcus Brownlee is, uh, but he just crossed over to 10 million YouTube subscribers. He's Mm -hmm. the um, the youngest black tech reviewer. I guess that's the best way I can explain it. But he got 10 million people following him on YouTube. Man. And he walk in here, you would not know who the fuck he is. I seen a, a, me, a media takeout story on him like last year. Yeah. They found out he had a white girlfriend and they put that shit on media takeout. I'm like, y'all, no one's going to care about this. No. Nah. No. Nah. Because they don't know who he is. MKBHD. Shit. Uh, the one little kid. What's a little dog name? Yeah, I just found Made out. $26 million. Ryan Kaji. Yeah, I just found out who he, he existed this week. So I found out he existed like two years ago when he had made like $13 million that year. And it was like a six-year-old just made $13 million off YouTube. And I'm like, damn, nigga, I'm in the wrong business. Two years later, he made $26 million at eight. And I'm like, damn, I'm still in the wrong business, nigga. Damn, I wish I'd have knocked up his mom. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Dad's coming back around, son. Like, and he just on there reviewing toys. And it's like, yo, if he review your shit, you got the highest selling toy on earth. And it's like, damn, who thought of that? Like, to record their little kid just doing this. Everybody. But who, why, who decides, like, what who, works? Why, why is this kid so popular? That's though? what I'm saying. You know what I'm like, saying? Who, who decides who pops off? Because, like, I know niggas who probably seen him years ago when he was making 100000 200000 and thought, oh, let me put my kid in the game. And they kid ain't pop. He ain't make 10, 20, 30,000. Like, he ain't do nothing. It's a lot of podcasts out here. Facts. Not everybody listen to him. Yo, man, let me, let me talk to some of the people interested in starting a podcast or maybe who've started one. And I'm saying this out of love, dog. If you are not passionate about this, you don't have to do it because it's wavy. Like, I get that this is the thing that's popping right now. Like, podcasts is out here. Everybody starting to figure out ways to monetize them. They blowing people up. They brought Joe Budden back. Made this nigga famous as shit. Like, Joe Rogan, biggest podcaster in the world right now. Like, how? Conan O'Brien, huge podcast. So I get it. But if this ain't your thing, like, don't do it just because it's the wave, bro. But if you do, come to Shop Talk Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if you want to see if it's your thing, <laughs> yeah. come record up here with the gods. Um, but, but facts. Like, y'all don't, you don't. You don't have things. to do this. Like, it's funny. I was talking to my homegirl yesterday. Um, I don't remember how we, oh, we were talking about 
the Purge TV show started talking about the movie um, or the movie series. And I, only time I think about the Purge TV show is when we on this podcast. Yeah. And after we finish talking about it, I forget that it exists. Yeah. So they just aired the finale uh, this past Tuesday. Great finale, great season. Like season one was trash. Season two, it's like it was kind of like the movie. I thought the first Purge movie was trash. And then, like, for the second one on through parts three and four, it was like they figured it out. But um, we were talking about it, and uh, I was telling her, like, yo, I remember when the first Purge movie came out, and I wrote, like, a bunch of comments on IMDb back when you could comment on IMDb. Yeah. And uh, she was like, wait, you was out here writing comments on IMDb? I said, nigga, this movie review shit didn't start with the pod. And if you niggas found out how many websites and comment blogs and yeah. shit that I write comments on, yeah. you probably would judge me. Oh, I know folks would judge me. Like, I'm the nigga that be arguing uh, with on on YouTube. It, like, I used to leave certain movies or watch certain TV shows and couldn't wait to go debate and argue with niggas I've been on IMDb. I talked to you about it uh, yesterday. I watched yeah. the season finale. Um of the morning New, show. Morning show, yeah, yeah. I was about to call that shit newsroom like we always do. Man, that shit's so fucking good, dog. Yeah. Like, in, legitimately. So, when Apple TV Plus came out, I'll be all on the tech blogs and whatever, and all the tech people said the show not good. Yeah. Um, they, I don't know what Apple's doing. There, there can't be, their numbers didn't meet Netflix number. Nigga, yeah. Netflix been out forever. A thousand years. But I be on there arguing, and they got some Golden Globe. Nomination, yeah. like, oh, they got these paid for. I'm like, have y'all watched this show? Yeah, because this shit is really good. Steve Carell in a different type of creepy bag. I love it. Yeah, I like, like Jennifer Aniston killing shit. Reese, like everybody on here, yeah, is, is doing a great job. Uh, old girl that we talked about last week, excellent. Job. Oh, uh, Google and yeah. Bath the Raw. Yeah, I heard she crushed the finale. Oh man, I heard she like just went off. Man. And did her thing, yeah. yeah. She she did, she bodied that shit. Yeah, she needed an award for for yeah. that. You have you seen that episode? No, yet? no, no, no. I haven't watched the finale. Um, but a friend of mine who's a screenwriter out in L.A. She was posting about Google's performance on that finale and throughout the season. But she was like, "That was." I will excellent. say before you watch this uh, episode, yeah. Um, they give a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. Okay. Uh, jump past it. Like, get past, just jump directly to the end. Because it kind of spoiled it for me. Mm. Because you put on this this very specific disclaimer. I'm like, oh, this shit about to happen? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like. Kind of killed it. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. But jump past that. Yeah. Um, It is a really sort of wild world we live in, man, where people, like, they see something working for other folks. And they like, yo, let me go do that. Like, if you can't dress and don't give a fuck about what you're wearing, don't just because you see clothing lines popping off be like, you know what? I should start me a clothing line. Chill out, Punchinella. You don't got to do it to Fam, <laughs> like, you don't. You don't. Like, yo, like, it's funny. I had a homegirl talk to me a couple years ago when me and you were first discussing starting this pod. And uh, matter of fact, it was after I was on Shop Talk the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, back when y'all was in Royal Oak. And, um... She was talking to me about it. Yo, how to go? Whoa, 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 whoa. Like I'm thinking about starting a podcast. Da da da. And she'll swear up and down to you. To this day, like as of like two days ago on Facebook, she got social anxiety and don't like talking to people. But you wanted to start a podcast <laughs> because it's wavy, dog. And niggas just—it's like you want to do something because you see it work for somebody else. It's like yo, you don't know what that somebody else did to make that shit work, man. Like. <laughs> 
we ain't making no like lucrative shit off this pod yet. It's coming, mm-hmm. but it's like, yo, to go through that build up to even make this turn into something that's worth making money from. And also, man, gotta listen, love it. Uh, like we cooking up the art, yeah, right? and we put it out there. We don't own it no more. Yeah, like I. We can come here like, man, I thought that was really dope. We put these yeah. conversations out. Like, it's up to the people's determination whether they like it or not. Fam. And that's something you got to live with. Because you may be All out day. here expressing your opinion. That's something that you feel really, really passionate about. And then somebody will be like, yeah, I don't agree with that shit. That sounds stupid. Man. And deal with it. And that's life. You know what I'm saying? Fam, we got episodes that niggas tell me straight. They'll text me and say, I ain't listening to that episode because I don't watch your show. And it's like, damn, my nigga, you ain't that. I ain't taking it personal, but it's like, damn. Yeah, yeah but it's like, have you ever listened to one of the shows? Because, hey. Like for like the good first hour, we not. We give you about a lot show. of content <laughs> pre yeah. whatever we uh, primarily discussing. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. all right, like cool, like hey, niggas might not enjoy that Watchmen episode we recorded last week, or they might feel like y'all ain't really go in on the Watchmen part. Yo, man, I got some good feedback. You know what I'm saying? I, I did too, but I'm like, yo, I also got some like, damn, I wish y'all would have talked about, fam, we wasn't doing a show by show breakdown. Couldn't. We really was just getting up here to say, that was an excellent season of TV. Yeah. And then when I left, I started, I, it was so much, it's so dense. Yeah. That shit was so yeah. dense. It's a whole bunch of content there. And I, and I was listening to it back, I'm like, dog, yeah. oh, we could literally do an entire, like, first off, they do have entire podcasts about, about these the shows. Watchmen. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, facts. Uh, I watch the YouTube joints. Yeah. I, I follow a couple of the pages. Well, yeah. well YouTube will make you follow the pages because yeah. they just keep putting the bitches in you. Uh, I've, I've learned so much about the watch. Yeah. I just finished watching a, watching someone read, <laughs> or I don't know how they do it, but yeah. uh, Superman versus Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, like, it's interesting. It happened. Like, DC was in their <laughs> bag for a minute back in the day trying to make something else pop off. Uh, so, yeah, man, we, um, we love this shit. We come up here. You remember last week when we was having that conversation off the Blackberry letter uh, where old girl, my homegirl, asked, you know, what does it mean when a dude says, I love you some days, other days I don't? Whatever her question is, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, that's this. Nigga, we don't always want to, man, Jay up here right now hurt. I got a hangover. That nigga's hung <laughs> over. It got to take love to get in this studio, nigga. That nigga looked. I pulled the brew out when I walked in this bitch. Jay looked at that beer like that shit was a pistol, nigga. <laughs> nigga said, I can't believe this nigga just pulled the ratchet out. Man, I was about to text her like, like, nigga, I'm not recording today. Man. I'm like, fuck it. We about to get this shit. And in that's the thing, man. We do this shit for the love. We just told y'all four days ago we wasn't coming in here this week. And look at us, nigga. We're back. Because we wasn't going to let a moment like Eddie Murphy returning after 35 years not get discussed till a week later. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Nah, we're going to catch the shit while it's hot, and we're going to do our best to give you all the shit. Even on them days where we don't like it, we still love it, nigga. So with that said, dog, let's talk about Eddie Murphy, man. So I wrote a few notes down, had the episode playing in the background, but I wanted to make sure we got some facts. Um. To your point, you said uh, we got to make sure that he get his flowers. Yeah. And that uh, comedians and everything do, but not necess- you may not think that everyone else does. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, why that is the case. Is because Eddie Murphy went away. Yeah. Like he literally was the biggest star, and then he, he just went away. Yeah. And then we had to look into, like, why he went away. Yeah. Like there was a whole... 
he had a, a little situation, a little Teddy Pendergrass type situation. Yeah. yeah. And like our society wise was not set up where we are very accepting of that. Not then. You know what I'm saying? Not then. And in especially uh, specific communities. Yeah. Definitely yeah. not accepting of that. Right. Yeah. And he kind of like went into hiding. Like, I don't think uh. he understood like how to get past that. I would have put out a, a, a comedy special and, and attacked it so to speak and talked about it but or not hey um might just want to let it blow over yeah so now the media personalities the people who are, are in positions of power who put shows on and green light stuff they grew up in the air without eddie murphy yeah maybe their parents did or you seen some old shit but like if he ain't been on or he ain't been on snl in 35 years but it's been a good 20 where we ain't really seen him yeah like he even had some spot spot appearances, whatever. But like, he kind of been on the low. So if you go away for like twenty years, like people forget. Okay. So if y'all aren't uh, aware of what me and Jay are talking about, um, back in ninety seven, so twenty two years ago now, uh, Eddie Murphy got pulled over, three four in the morning. Um, I don't remember what he was doing. Probably speeding or something like that. But he had a transsexual woman. In the car with him. That ain't a good look. Or it wasn't in 97. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't widely acceptable in the black community specifically. Oh shit, all communities in, in real life. Real, yeah, at that time especially. Now, 2019, we living in a different era. But 97, folks was looking at you funny. Oh, you got pulled over and you was with a hole in the car? Yeah. You was with a what? Tabloids. Tabloid fodder. Like that's fodder. Like media takeout, uh, shade room, all them yeah. type of shits. Nigga, that was the National Enquirer. <laughs> it happened to um what's my white guy? Hugh Grant. You remember Hugh Grant, the actor. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh that now. happened to him before Eddie. I wanna say in like, I don't know, ninety three, ninety four. Mm. Hugh Grant used to be a huge movie star himself. Yeah. He also got pulled over. He was with a black transsexual woman. Mm. And uh, I think he was involved in like a, a car accident or something. And same, similar to Teddy P, car accident. Woo, woo, woo. Got pulled over. Police came. You had a transsexual woman with you. So Eddie disappeared. And this was in 97. Not necessarily at his height, but it was at like his, this was like his return. Because Eddie went through like, like 92, 93, 94. Eddie had a moment where he had a few duds in the movie theater. Um, Had some joints that weren't like critically acclaimed. Black folks ain't like him. White folks ain't like him. And he had a moment. Then he came back. Matter of fact, I got a... When was Nutty Professor released? Nutty Professor was 2000. That was like the re-return. Hmm. Eddie even had several returns. Um, Damn, Nutty Professor was in 2000? 2000, bro. I got all Eddie movies. I screenshot every Eddie movie from 82 till Dolomite. Hmm. Uh, Nutty Professor was, or I'm sorry, Nutty Professor 2 was in 2000. Okay. Pardon me. Nutty Professor was in 96. Okay. That's not about right. Vampire in Brooklyn, 95. Uh, Great movie. And then Nutty Professor, 96. 97, this is when he had a couple fall-offs. Metro. Yeah, straight movie. It was I okay. The, I remember. I, I went to the movies. And I remember the. I went to the Northwest over off Grand River. Um, saw Metro with my mom. He had the little uh, dreadlocks in his head. Tried to redo the cop thing. 
like he did with Beverly Hills Cop. It ain't work. Uh, but he had a wave, and this is what I want to talk about, man. From 82 to 92, Eddie went off. Let's talk about a few of the movies he had during that time, nigga. 48 Hours. Wow. Classic. First movie ever, by the way, 48 Hours. Trading Places, classic, 1983. Beverly Hills Cop, classic, 1984. Shout out to Detroit, by the way. Shout out to Gil Hill, who used to be my neighbor when I lived on Sorrento. Mm. Uh, yeah, I thought we was rich. Didn't know we were dirt poor, but I thought because Gil Hill lived a block away. And he was in a movie. And he was in a movie with Eddie Murphy. We was rich. Um, 1986, Golden Child. I want the knife. You got to want the knife. 1987, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Out of the stratosphere. Left Earth with the Detroit Lions uh, varsity jacket on. Um, 1988, Coming to America. Whew. 1989, Harlem Nights. 1990, another 48 hours. 1992, my personal Eddie favorite movie of all time, Boomerang. No, when did Life come out? Life was do to do do ninety nine. The Life, I think it's underrated. Eddie Murphy and, and Martin, Martin Lawrence, and that shit was and Bernie Mac, hilarious dog. And podcast favorite Bokeem Woodbine, <laughs> like. <laughs> If Eddie Murphy didn't have all those other classics, yeah. like how do why don't that get mentioned? Like that's a classic film. We gonna get it. That's one of my dad's favorite movies ever, ever. Any genre, any anything. And it got a bunch of comedians in it. It's hilarious. And it was fam Rick James in the back. Didn't even know that was Rick James till like Couple the other ago. day. Yeah. Nigga. Never knew. Um, it's like Eddie was the most famous person. We talk about. Who's the most famous person on the planet? Kevin Hart is just p- passing metrics that Eddie that Eddie set. set, and he's doing it at a much higher ticket clip, like selling out the garden and doing all that shit. Yeah, Eddie was doing that when tickets, your highest ticket was like a hundred dollars. Kevin Hart tickets is starting at a hundo. It's a difference, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's just like when they talk about movies, like how Titanic made so much bread, and then. Movies are beat that, but then they'll be like, hey, well, ticket prices back when Titanic came out was $4 or whatever. So it's just like, you know, the, and it's funny, uh, we'll, when we get to the SNL episode last night, we'll talk about it, but Eddie even said, like, yo, I got 10 kids, 11 if you count Kevin Hart. Like, <laughs> like that's my son. Like, everything he doing, like, I acknowledge and I love it, yeah. but I did this shit first. Like, I'm the first comedian to sell the garden now for a weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Eddie Murphy is the reason that comedians do stand-up specials and dressed in leather. Facts. Fact. Like, literally, that's the reason. That's like, why Martin said he did his shit like that. Man. Two of them shit. Kevin Hart got a whole gray leather outfit in one of them joints. So yeah. Like, that's this is what they doing, man. Oh, and then, you know what's kind of wild? In between all them movies, nigga Raw came out. Delirious came out. Like, all that was happening while... These films was coming out in the 80s and shit. Man, you know what's dope is, uh, like, I went back, I go back and and watch those shits now. Yeah. Being, you know, 30-some-odd years later, and that shit's still funny. Hilarious. I can't watch everybody comedy from 30 years ago and yeah. it still be funny or relatable. Yeah. Like, at all. And it's just like, 
you when you listen to comedians like Eddie or uh, Chris Rock, when they talk about like the influence that a Richard Pryor had on them or a Red Fox, comedians who were light years older than them when they were young kids, man. But it's like you're listening to comedy that it was relatable your entire life. Like from when you was a kid and you first heard your pops playing the record all the way till now when you're an adult and you're looking for a comedic influence and inspiration. Like Eddie's one of them, man. Like it's legendary shit every time he got on the stage and it's shit that you still see influencing comedians. I mean, shit, even the guests he had with him during that monologue on SNL. He brought up them legends. Yeah, what's, what's so funny about his monologue? One, I, I, I wanted him to talk to first. actually do a monologue. Yeah, yeah. I wanted I did him too. like a give me a set. He did a little tiny. Yeah, and he was. I mean, I can tell he was the training wheels was on. He was warming yeah. up and you know he, getting this. And he got a couple bars off. Yeah, but he ain't get into a monologue when you think SNL monologue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's probably my biggest critique of the thing. Yeah. That's uh, me being so. He does definitely. He still does not like Bill Cosby. No, no, fam. That was hilarious, by the way. Like, anytime he gets an opportunity to discuss that to shit, just he does. Dig real quick. He should though. Did you catch him, uh, comedian riding in cars? Yeah. With um Jerry, uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, a brilliant episode, by the way. Um, still, that show is great. Yeah, I watched that episode, and I think they made a Jamie Foxx one. One of my favorite ones is the Tracy Morgan one. I haven't watched the Tracy Morgan It's one so yet. interesting. Though. And then Tracy Morgan is just a wild dude. Like, that nigga just said out of nowhere, he was like, yo, you remember Kramer? Like, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> yes, Jerry Seinfeld remembers Kramer. <laughs> like, yeah, that's funny. Dog. So, but yeah, I, I actually want to watch that Jamie Foxx one. Um, and I heard the uh, Seth Rogen one was real good, mm. too. So, I want to check them out. But yeah, man, uh, Eddie one. Like, classic yeah and he same thing he gave bill some bars nigga. like which he like you said he does it every time he gets a chance to but this time i felt like it was appropriate like the way he lined it up like yo who would have thought 30 years ago that i would be i have 10 kids <laughs> yeah and i would be america's dad nigga. like this shit's funny dog so um oh wait a minute y'all know what time it is I'm, I'm debating if I want to crack this joint. Or not. Y'all hear that can crack? That mean your man back. Somebody get Jay some stand back for this hangover, nigga. But uh, they said beer is a good thing to get over a hangover. Beer and eggs. So we'll it's proven. Out. That's actually I recommend it to people when they hungover, man. But uh, yeah, let's let's talk about it, dog. So Eddie Murphy, man, uh, was on SNL starting when he was 19. 1980 to 1984, 19 years old. He left because he became this mega movie star, um, Beverly Hills Cop, and all them joints started to take off and put him in another stratosphere. But he was on there from 1980 to 1984. Prior to that, uh, Garrett Morrison, Stan from Martin, was the known black comedian on SNL. Um, He was the black regular problem with Garrett Morrison a lot of people a lot of black people didn't really like his character because they kind of sambled him a little bit um and they also didn't like let him go up there and just do what he does and like do his style of comedy so SNL started in 1975 in 1980 one of the co-creators Lauren Michaels he left and when he left they had a new showrunner because Lauren Michaels was the showrunner so when he left Mm -hmm. 
people ain't like the content. They wasn't feeling it. The new showrunner was there for like a minute. And then uh, the other co-creator, I can't think of dog's name right now, but he was like, yeah, I got to fire you, bro. Like, you ain't it. Sorry, you ain't Lauren Michaels. And Lauren Michaels was gone. He was trying to do other ventures and shit. He came back eventually. But Eddie Murphy is widely credited with keeping SNL on TV during the 80s, bro. I'm the Mike Jordan of this shit. Literally. I like, saved the NBA. I saved NS- I mean, SNL. SNL. Like, he literally came in there and like kept that shit afloat, man. Him and, uh, to a lesser extent, Joe Piscopo, who was like his man. But it was like the two of them was like, all right, y'all popped off, dog. Like, And it was primarily Eddie that was running that shit. And what's so crazy is um, Eddie Murphy is as talented as he is. Dog. He got like extremely lucky. Where when he was having a conversation with uh, Steinfeld or one of these interviews, I said like, mm-hmm. like I didn't have this long road to stardom. Yeah, I was yeah. twenty years old on Johnny Carson. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I, when I first got in, I did the clubs for about six months, and yeah. then I made it to SNL. Yeah, like I didn't have this long journey, um, which is pretty dope because I look at like a lot of the Instagram folks. Uh, yeah, more specifically, DC Young Fly. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a funny nigga, dog. Like I, you see him funny on Instagram, and then I've seen him perform. Yeah. Live on stage yeah. with real com- with real comedians, and he hit the road and, and honed his skills. I yeah. got like a lot of respect for him, um, and he's extremely talented, and he gets better every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we are in a lane where people can come from relatively nothing, yeah. nowhere, and just jump into something. Yeah, like you don't. It's a double edged sword. Sometimes you should have to pay some so, a certain sort of yeah. dues, but like if I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go, coach. See, that's the, Don't make me go to college if I'm ready for the league. If I'm ready for the league. And that's the thing. So a lot of people, you're going to get more people who ain't ready for the league than who are. Everybody ain't going to come out and be Eddie. Some of these niggas is going to come out and be, I ain't going to blast nobody, but it's some cats out there who was Instagram funny. And then they get that movie. They get that look that they wouldn't have got if they didn't have all them views and all them whatever, whatever. And then they get that look and they suck. Um. To someone who used that example, uh, Charlemagne, right? Mm-hmm. When he said, uh, when he had the the uncommon sense, yep, he reached yep. out to like a lot of the people, all who, the Twitter people who doing this shit right now, yeah. came from uncommon sense, yeah. And he reached out to tons of them and had them come in, and there was internet Twitter funny, yeah. Y'all niggas can't have conversations. He was like, y'all shit don't, don't translate. Y'all don't have nothing, yeah. Like it didn't work. Yeah. He put on, he put Jesus and Mero, yeah. He got him a TV show yeah. to an, to an extent. Yeah, yeah, I was just podcasting. MTV had the deal, but like I put y'all on TV, and then y'all took that shit and got fucking uh, a vice gig and, 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 yeah. and all the other stuff, and uh, putting Tax Stone out there. Yeah. Uh, he, he created yeah. Tax Stone literally from his podcast, putting them on television, doing yeah. all the other stuff. Like, so I don't want an NBA rule saying you got to be two years removed. Yeah, if you ready to go, you ready to go. Yeah. Um, and if you not and you come out there and say you're ready to go and then you get the chance and you flop, so be it. But don't tell me that I'm not ready to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's Because Eddie, again, he hit SNL at 19 when the shit was faltering. It wasn't doing well. But if you go to YouTube and watch Eddie Murphy on Johnny Carson, uh, I think natural, he was dog. like 20 years old, yeah. the blue suit. Yep. He walked out there and murdered that shit. Confident as could be, dog. Like like he was yeah. a chiseled veteran. Yeah. And wasn't afraid to say, 
stuff that white people would normally balk at. Yeah, he ain't care. Cause that's the thing too. Fearless. Like, I don't. I'm not. I haven't been taught to be afraid. Yeah, yet. he had the fearlessness of a child. Right. You come out there. You're 20 years old. You've been in this game for a very short time. Like he started doing stand up when he was 15. This is five years later. And like you really ain't start doing like show shows till a year before you got on SNL. So, nigga, you don't know that yo going on Johnny Carson as a comedian is not just a big deal. This is like especially during the eighties. That's how you get broke. Nigga, this was the look. This was it. He ain't. He went out there without a care in the world. Uh, let me go do my thing, and if they like it, cool. If they don't, hell, I'm cracking over here on this show. I'm good either way, nigga. Dog ass soup, by the way. Yeah, no, nah, that blue soup killed. Yeah, that blue soup killed. Like he just in every way, man. He stood out. He was a charismatic dude. Came out there. He was confident. He was hilarious. And then it was just like <laughs> that laugh. That laugh is infectious, dog. And then it was just like the way he even like talked with Johnny. It wasn't like he was. He was talking to a peer. He wasn't talking to a superior. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's a difference in your approach to that conversation. When you talking to a dude who you like, you kind of obviously revere and look up to, and all. he was talking to Johnny like that was his man, dog. Uh, sometimes you get in that zone. I've been on a job interview and that shit was like going really well. Yeah, and he was really comfortable. You just start to and swag you, out real quick. Yeah. yeah, and then at the end you walk out of like, like I, I killed that. I don't want to jinx him, but yeah. like, nigga, I, I was in my bag. I killed that shit, dog. <laughs> like <laughs> he was in his bag on that <laughs> like, interview. The whole. That's a good ass example because I've done that. Like I've left interviews. You like can, I was in my big bag. Man. You can tell like Johnny was like impressed. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this nigga really doing it? Because hella comedians got on Johnny Carson and bombed, and never saw their career blossom ever. Dog. Eddie went up there like he been knew he was the man, dog. And then it was just like, glad y'all finally realized it. Been fam, ready, been ready since the tenth grade. And it was like, yo, like. In a very short time from that first year on SNL to that Johnny Carson appearance to uh, 48 Hours, it was like, that nigga skyrocketed, dog. I read an um, article in GQ back in, like, 2012, 2011, uh, and it was talking about the ascension of Eddie Murphy's career. And they was like, fam, like, this nigga was 22, worth, like, $300 million. And he was the most famous person on earth. They was like... He had did um, an appearance overseas somewhere in Europe, and he had done an appearance with, like, Michael Jackson, I believe. And they was like, dog, when they went into the little wherever they was at for the appearance, like, cats ran up to Eddie Murphy. Imagine that. Right. Like, like, and granted, this was a couple years before Michael Jackson became, like, Mike. fucking Mike Jack. But it was just like, but he, dog. he's still Mike Jack from the Jackson 5, the, the Mike Jack, Mike Jackson. Hey, he was Mike Jack from off the wall. Just because Thriller wasn't out yet when this happened. Because I think they said this was, like, 83. Thriller came out, what, like, 84, 85, something like that. So it was like, but, dog, like, imagine you and Michael Jackson going somewhere together and, like, people run up to you first. Like, that's how famous Eddie was, man. That's how it is when I go to Target. <laughs> Yo, uh, don't go to Target with a red shirt on, bro. <laughs> like, it's just life advice from Ann Wood. Um, so yeah, dog. So let's talk about the monologue. Mm-hmm. All right. So you've seen the pictures already. If you've uh, been on the internet for like a half hour today, 
Tracy Morgan, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, and Keenan Thompson. I'm not going to leave him out because he did come out uh, at the end of that, even though they ain't given nothing to say. But um, to see Eddie standing up there with them, like, I know a lot of people don't find Chris Rock's my favorite stand up comedian of all time. There was three, those were my three goats up there Chris, Eddie, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm I'm totally in Dave is my that. number one. Yeah, my Chris is my number favorite. one. So, but uh, them three, that's dumb. goat level. Goat level. You can. I mean, if you want to argue placement, cool. But yeah, you talking about the three? My personal opinion: smartest, most charismatic, funniest comedians ever. Um. Ever, yeah, it, shit, most influential, like all that shit, dog. And these niggas is just, but to see Tracy Morgan, Dave Chappelle, and Chris Rock and Keenan Thompson up there, like, nah, Eddie to go, like King shit. When we looking at them, like, nah, nigga, you the goat, and they like, well, nah, this, this the real, like that's love, dog. And Eddie was up there for the first time since I was born, <laughs> getting that type of love, dog. And then, are you familiar with uh, why he? Like, didn't fuck with SNL, like, even uh, after he left. Mm-mm. So, um, they had done a, I believe it was a sketch uh, back in the mid-90s. And it was kind of in that, like, 94, 95 period where Eddie's movies were kind of tanking a little bit. Um, and David Spade, if you are not familiar with David Spade, SNL uh, comedian, he wrote the late great Chris Farley's wave to fame. Um, but David Spade had made a statement. Uh, they were talking about Eddie Murphy on the show and he was like, Hey, look kids, a falling star. Cause Eddie Murphy was having a moment. So after that, Eddie went on and decided, all right, well, I'm never fucking with Laura Michaels again. Cause y'all would write that in the mm, show yeah. about me. Nigga, I saved your show. Y'all niggas wouldn't have a show. I get it. That's one of them things where, he, you know, uh, a little ego, because, like, y'all niggas make jokes. That's the whole point yeah. of the edginess of SNL yeah, yeah. to say the things that we be thinking. And be a little offensive. Yeah. So. But it's also like, yo, fam, I just rode the entire 80s and the first half of the 90s. That's 15 years of prominence. And then I fell a little, and y'all come out cracking jokes immediately. Also, SNL, when they make fun of it, something, it kind of like gives it validity. Yeah. Like, facts. oh, see? See, facts. he is falling off. And then that's 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 probably what he was like. Yeah. Y'all know the impact when we make a joke on SNL. Yeah. And then once they get to the water cooler and this, yeah. now, it's and a, now it's a now spotter. It's, now it's a thing. Yeah. I slightly related, unrelated. This is such a thing. So, you know, Wale has a certain uh, reputation, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know where that shit started? I, I blame this on Charlamagne. Mm. Unintentionally, yeah. I blame this on the Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club interview, yeah, yeah. So on one of them interviews, like one of them was like, "Why do you think you get the the, the love or the credit or whatever underrated?" Yeah. And then every single interview after that, he's it's the same question. Yeah. And because that came a thing, now everywhere he goes, he gets that same question. Yeah. Like y'all created the narrative that yeah. he don't get love, so now he don't. Like you gave him a complex. Yeah. Like it wasn't a thing. Until I literally remember the first interview, mm-hmm. and then the second time he came back, they did it again. It's like now every now it's a thing. 
That was back in like 2011 too. I remember uh, the interview because that was about a year after the Breakfast Club started. Yeah, I remember the interview you were talking about. Yeah, and um, now it's like you know it's only a thing because you keep asking if it's a thing. Real quick on Wale, have you listened to his recent album that dropped like two, three weeks ago? I have not. That nigga has a phenomenal album, dog. <laughs> like that shit's really good, dog. And I like Wale. Yeah, I'm but I'm not being biased, like. That nigga's album is like a vibe, nigga. Like, I cut that shit on and was kind of grooving the other day cleaning up my room, bro. Like, yeah. Go check out the Wale album and then go on his Twitter and tell him he not underrated. Yeah, but like, you create a complex. Yeah. Because whatever, if it comes from a trusted source. Yeah. And that's the conversation. And that's how, how things happen. We'll make a discussion. And now that's a that's a talking point And it, it creates something. So I can see yeah. why if he was upset, like, y'all created a narrative that my yeah. star is falling. Um, if we confirm it, then everyone's going to start talking about that. And that yep. hurts me. And why would you hurt me when I helped you so much? And not only that, but like, why would you hurt me when I helped you so much? But like, when your star was falling, like your star was literally falling. Like, people hated SNL going into the uh, 1980s. But like, if you, Eddie, this was, so that happened in 95. I'm looking back. So Beverly Hills. Cop 3 came out in 94, not critically acclaimed, like 1 and 2. Um, Vampire in Brooklyn came out, more of a black classic. Facts, cult classic. Yeah, cult classic. Very niche. Very niche, um, and again, not critically acclaimed. And then the next movie was in 96, Nutty Professor. So when that statement got made in 95, he had two movies that weren't critically acclaimed. He had... 12 movies prior to that that people loved and that he had made hundreds of millions of dollars over. Bro. What have you done for me lately? Man, dog, we live in that era, don't we? Always have existed in that world. So, I don't know, man. So that's why he said, fuck SNL, fuck NBC, fuck Lauren Michaels. Um, when they would have like their like 40th anniversary of SNL, he wasn't appearing that shit. Like, Eddie was like, nah, I'm never coming again. Um, and even the way he left SNL, it was kind of funny because it was unintentional at the time. But his most popular, well, arguably his most popular SNL character was Buckwheat. And Buckwheat got killed. Like, that's how the Buckwheat character died off on uh, one of Eddie's last episodes of SNL in 84. Buckwheat got shot and killed in front of um, NBC's studios. That's where I was introduced to Eddie Murphy at. Uh, my cousins and them, they were big Eddie Murphy fans. Yeah. He was, they was only a few years older than me. But, like, they had all of his Saturday Night Live skits just on the tape by himself. I don't yeah. know if it was a special box set, so, but I watched them all and the whole, all the buckwheats, the whole nine yards. Cause, I mean, this shit could come out when I was two years old. So when I was older, like, I watched them all. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this nigga, like, that was my introduction into Eddie Murphy. So uh, funny you said that. So it actually was a box set. Um, it was, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it was like such and such presents the best of Saturday Night Live. And they had a series. It was Eddie. It was Joe Piscopo. It was um, Jim Belushi. All of it. it was a series for like all of their biggest stars. And my dad, before he got locked up, had bought that tape. And that's one of my like first memories, not only like with my dad, but that's my introduction to Eddie Murphy was watching that tape. Got to be the same tape. Though. I had fam. I had two tapes when I was a little kid that I watched all the time. 
best of Eddie Murphy on SNL and this Bobby Brown live video where he was in concert, nigga, and I used to know all the dancers, bro. I got the VHS uh, tape of the super fight between uh, Sugar Ray Leonard and Marvin's Mario Hagler. I still have the mm. VHS tape today. Yeah, the, I, I still got the Eddie Murphy joint. Yeah, um, I've watched that so many. That was my introduction to boxing. Yeah. Uh, I watched that shit so many times. But, That's uh, ridiculous. Amount best of time. first round in boxing history, like easily inarguable. But um, so yeah, dog. We uh, we know why Eddie left. He left to go be a star, but then he never came back for thirty five years because y'all kind of hold him. Y'all hurt his pride a little bit, and I get it. He was at a period where. His career maybe seemed like it was down, and maybe it was something he had in the back of his mind. Like, oh shit, I wonder if I ain't popping no more. And then, boom, y'all went on there, and like Jay said, y'all confirmed it to the public yeah. that he was a fallen star. But then that next year, Nutty Professor dropped. He tore their ass up. Now y'all, all on, now y'all all on dick. Yeah, now y'all on my dick again, dog. So, um, but anyway, he came back, man, last night and just. Off top, bro, I think he killed. I think he killed. Like, um, it was funny. I was having a conversation this morning uh, with somebody after I watched it. And she was like, oh, I thought it was cool. But, like, I didn't really get some of the characters. And she's a little younger, um, early 30s. Missed the entire SNL wave of Eddie Murphy. Yeah, so if you don't get booked. <clears throat> If you don't get, if you don't understand who Buckwheat is, yeah, uh, you don't understand the little mass singer stuff. Yeah, you didn't understand the misspellings or the words. Yeah. Or like you don't get it. That Buckwheat, if you, yeah, if you ain't get Buckwheat back then, you won't get Buckwheat now. You you don't understand Mr. Robinson's Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. If you wasn't around when Mr. Rogers was out and kicking it, you probably don't think it's as hilarious as we did. I personally thought that Mr. Robinson clip from last night. Was fucking hilarious. Dog, I was dying at the crib. Or the Gumby. Yo, I want to talk about that entire newsroom segment. All three of them killed. Shout out to Shay Michael, who's another nigga that I don't really think is that funny stand-up. He's okay. Yeah, he's a very interesting person. I Extremely. I'm not a giant fan of his stand-up. But he, him and that white dude, I don't know the white dude name, but they killed that whole segment with Gumby with Eddie on there, dog. Like, I thought even Pete Davidson, who I don't think is funny at all, I liked his little piece. That little two minutes he was on there, bro. Hasty. I don't like him. Man. I don't like him at all, bro. But I thought his little, like, because he came on there and you could tell he was kind of nervous. Like, and nigga literally said, like, I can't believe y'all are bringing me on here after Eddie. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this now, nigga, but I'm going to try. And he, like, rumbled through it. But it was funny because it was like, yo, look at these young cats who probably wasn't even alive. They were when Eddie was doing they this were thing. Not. But they know how much this is a big deal, dog. Like, these niggas have probably studied SNL with Eddie on there. And they, like, fucking up. But uh, Shay and that white dude, though, they killed. That entire segment they killed. But Gumby was great. I thought the um the Holiday Bake Off was funny, dog. Yes. Like, I really was crying, bro. Um, Shit, again... Even though he ain't give us much of a monologue, I thought the way he intro that was really, it was great. I just wanted more of it. The the holiday uh, speech commercial thing. Oh man! And then shout out to Kenan Thompson. That Black Jeopardy, nigga, like that was really funny, dog. That was Chappelle esque. It was. It was. Um, Kenan killed that, and then Eddie was on there as Velvet Jones, another one of his older characters, like. 
He just crushed, dog. I need the only thing I was missing, and this is because it was my favorite segment from old Eddie on SNL. I needed James Brown, bro. Yeah. I needed James in the hot tub, bro. Like, if y'all don't go Google or YouTube James Brown hot tub Eddie Murphy, just put them words in the in the search bar. Eddie was in his bag when he was James Brown, dog. Facts. I wouldn't have even minded if they gave me like Eddie as Stevie Wonder. I know it's only. I mean, they made it two hours, but. Eddie and Stevie Wonder back in the day used to be hilarious on SNL. Him yeah. and Joe Piscopo playing that little back and forth was crazy, dog. Uh, if it's one thing I kind of wanted to see is uh, what was my what was his name in Dream Girls? Oh, uh, hold on, Jimmy got no, Jimmy Thunder. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a skit around Jimmy Thunder. Yeah. Um, let me make sure that's what. It, Yep, James James Thunder Early. Yeah, nigga, that's what it was. Yep. Oscar nominated. He got played that year on the Oscar too, dog. That he shit. did a good job, man. He did phenomenal. He was probably the only part of that movie that I like took seriously. Cause the rest of that I wasn't really like Jennifer Hudson sang the shit out of that song. Beyonce Beyonce did. She ain't the world's greatest actress. Um Jamie Foxx, they gave a nigga a goofy wig. Eddie killed, bro. Like and that's the thing too, man. I think um Shout out to uh Hollins, Officer Hollins. She just tweeted, I can't wait to hear what this week in culture had to say about this SNL episode. I'm like we're recording it immediately like so, right right now. Right now, dead A. Hydera. Yeah, I'ma say your name right. She told me uh I blew her name and she said Jay be fucking up her name. She had to tell you how to say her name. I just called Hollins. <laughs> but then what's fucked up I think I fucked up her name Because I feel like You had said her name one time And she was like Yeah JB saying my shit wrong too uh, But Officer Hollins What up man Shout out to uh, To the DPD out here man All our DPD listeners Yo tell the force Listen to me and Jay um, Yeah I need uh, the whole department Checking us out And also uh, to clear my record Yeah Might need some Yeah Yeah Might yeah, need yeah, some yeah. <laughs> I definitely need some help But uh no, nah, man, so it, it was definitely, like, I wouldn't have minded seeing um, uh, a Jimmy Thunder appearance. Um, and it was just, I feel like, so, again, my, my one critique, I wanted more of a monologue just to let him get up there and kill for five minutes before Chappelle and Chris Rock and Tracy Morgan came out there. Um, but the other thing, so when I was talking to my homegirl, and she was saying, like, it was cool, but, you know, I ain't, I ain't really connect. She a little younger, and I thought like I, you might not have related if those characters weren't a part of your childhood. Might not have hit you like it hit me, but then I thought like, yo, as much as I appreciate them like giving like an homage to some of his classic characters, stuff like that baking, uh, holiday baking shit, where it was just Eddie being Eddie, was like some of my favorite stuff from the night, bro. Like, yeah, I made some bad decisions. <laughs> not in cooking, just, no, just, just in life, life in general. <laughs> like, like yeah. dog, and that's where I thought he was really like floating. Like he was sort of hitting that Johnny Carson where it was just like, I ain't going back and being somebody who I did in the eighties. I'm just doing me, nigga, and it's funny. Yeah. And I I liked uh because a lot of these were pre recorded. Yeah. But the clearly the news special was live. Yeah. Like him. I want I want to see that him in his live great. bag. You that was great. Oh, and uh, what skit was they? Oh, that was the baking joint when he cussed. Yeah. And then, like, 
That nigga said we could still win this shit. And then covered his mouth like, oh, shit, I forgot. Nah, I watched it on Hulu and they, ble- they bleeped it out. Oh, they bleeped it? Yeah. yeah, I caught it live. Well, I DVR'd it live. But um, it's funny, too, because moments like that are like a quick reminder. Like, no, fam, this is literally Saturday Night Live. This ain't pre-recorded. Speaking of live. Yeah. Speaking of culture. Did you get a chance to watch Good Times live? I did. I did. Um, it was good. It was good. Um, interesting because they had Good Times and All in the Family. Yeah. Um, same night, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was back to back. Um, word for word, the exact same episode. The episodes, yeah. So that's where it's like, all right, like it's live and awesome, but it's also an episode of All in the Family and Good Times. Yeah. like. What's so wild is like I uh I brung up the episode on YouTube mm-hmm. and watched certain clips and they got it. They try to get it as close as possible. Yeah. Now, clearly Thelma delivers sarcasm a lot better than uh Jamie Foxx's daughter. Killed it. And Killed it. All the situations where Jay Farrell was being like JJ. Yeah. And I thought he was like, like, did he really say that? Mm-hmm. Only Jimmy Walker can say that shit and it sound quote unquote normal. Yeah. He sounded wild and looked wild while he was yeah. just doing that. But when you watch Jimmy JJ Walker, do yeah. it, it's like, yeah. eh, I can see it coming from him. Yeah, um, that's a fact. I can't think of dude name. He's I don't want to call him blackphemous, but he played uh, he played James Evans. Oh, um, ah, uh, hold on. I uh, I want to give anybody that uh, he's a great actor. He's a talented James actor. Evans. He didn't pull off Angry James, though. He didn't. He, he didn't, didn't pull off Angry James and Wisecrack James because James would throw some some liners in there. James was great. Yeah. Like, James Evans was great. Um, shout out to, uh, um, damn, Amos. Yeah. Something. I John Amos. John Amos. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, he was out is- there. John Amos showed up, uh, and he was playing the cricket uh, alderman. Uh, <laughs> Book him, yeah, or no, 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 the alderman. Yeah, I'm the thinking, alderman. yeah, yeah. My but, bad, my um, bad. He uh, he looked like he was forgetting his line. He looked old because he's <laughs> he is old. He like he was forgetting his Andre line. Brower. Okay, is my dog name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they kind of like you can tell they they walking through a couple of. I'm like, oh, he forgetting lines a little bit. Had our little dog on there too, man. Asante Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, um, two of them from uh, when they see us. Yeah, man, killed. Kill. Shout out to uh, Asante Black and Jarrell Jerome. Uh, the happen to be like the two best performances from when they see us too, man. Uh, I heard people upset about uh, like the reboot. Like it's not a reboot. This was just like damn, a it's just a homage. Thing, like, like and they used to do this back in the day. Like shows would get like a live uh, episode or or. Like a lot of stuff used to be filmed live and, or filmed in front of a live, te- a, a live yeah, live television. Audience. You remember that little disclaimer? And yeah. you're like, yo, this was filmed in front of a live television audience. Um, Look, this was going down uh, on my Twitter timeline. Yeah, uh, they was like, they used to hate how uh, Harriet Winslow is so they they make fun of her being <laughs> ugly. Said she'd come down the dress looking, tr- come down the stairs looking trash, and the whole crowd be like, ooh. <laughs> and then they they hit a clip. She came down in this red and black polka dot joint. She came down the steps, and then the whole crowd was like, ooh. Whole time looking trash. Like, oh man, Harriet Winslow was a peculiar looking motherfucker, dog. Like Aunt Rachel was like not her real sister, nigga. 
Like I hate to be the bearer of bad news, yeah. <laughs> but it was somebody gonna have to discuss how they was sisters, bro. Because I ain't see it. Um, and Lauren Winslow was the most trash woman ever, by the way. Laura, but for the good Laura. times thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody hit their lines, and every every actor brings something to a certain role, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you were saying the exact same lines. Yeah. Uh, how you feel about Tiffany Haddish? She was cool. Yeah, as, as, as she as worked. Alona. Yeah. It worked. Only thing is, like, they didn't get sarcasm together. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Florida is a sarcastic motherfucker, too. But, you know, that's timing. Man. Yeah. Like, comedic timing is, like, it's certain shows that perfected that sort of dry, sarcastic timing. Um, Golden Girls, another one. Mm-hmm. Like, the timing of that sarcastic remark was always perfect One of every the most time. sarcastic people, in, we spoke about him earlier today, David Spade. Yeah, his entire yeah. his his entire everything is built off sarcasm. Yeah, no, that's a fact. Um, I'm gonna still say he rode Chris Farley to fame, but um, you're right though. His timing is everything. Like, and it's like always like a very like under the breath sort of dryness to it. Like he really said it to himself, yeah. but you hearing it because you the audience, man. And it's uh, it's David Spade, cool man. I just I ain't never really liked that shit he said about Eddie, but. Fuck it, he was doing his job, I guess. Um, yeah, that Good Times Live was straight though, man. It was it was different. Uh, what did they do with? Cause they did a live joint like a couple months ago, didn't they? Of uh, the Jeffersons. Yeah, the Jeffersons live. Mm-hmm. Jamie Fox. Yep, yep, yep. Playing on um, George Jefferson. So, hey, man, it's cool. Like, I'm not mad at it. It had a the it had a stage theater vibe to it. And it's something different, man. Like, it's a one-time thing. They're not, like you said, they're not rebooting series out here. They just, hey, you know what? These are classic shows from a different era. Let's bring in some new actors and let's just do something with it, man. It was crazy because that episode was from 1976, I believe. Um, 75 or 76. Yeah. And it was word to word, the exact same. Yeah. But it was 100% relatable. So relevant. Right, right now. So relevant, right? Which is crazy, right? Well, it's, it's, it's designed to be that way. Times don't change, but. man. Things do. Like, we're going to experience the same shit. And shout out to ABC. Soon as that Good Times episode went off, they played an episode of Blackish where Dre, uh, Andre, had a dream that they were the family members of good times. Like they were those characters. Uh, and it was just, it was timely. It was perfect follow up to lead into the news. Like we ain't just go from good times live to now on channel seven. It was like, nah, let's play another little quick episode related to this. And, um, it was a hilarious one. Lawrence Fishburne being his bag. He might've been a good James Evans on the live Lawrence Fishburne don't get enough credit, man. Oh, he's another one that needs some uh, some flowers. He been an uh, actor for a long Cornbread Earl and time, Me, nigga. Cornbread Earl and time. Me. He been out here a while, he man. He been in some icon- iconic movies and man, iconic moments, man. I'm still going to say for the life of me, dog, how him and Angela Bassett did not win that Oscar for What's Love Got to Do With It? Tragic. Tragic, bro. Like, I don't even get because it. Because... The Ike character that he played is not like in other roles that he plays. No. You know what I'm saying? No, like completely it did, different. It did take acting. Like sometimes, like, I'm like, so listen, don't, 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 don't shoot me here. Okay, people. <laughs> I like when we start off with that. Don't shoot me, bro. <laughs> 
I love Malcolm X movie. Facts. I think Denzel did a fucking amazing job. Facts. Right? Another one that should have won something. Facts. I think the movie should have won. Uh, best like screenplay or yeah, something whatever. like that. Yeah. I don't know that that was the best. I want to I want to word this so it, it's gonna sound worse than what I'm I mean. Say it, nigga. Like I don't know that that's the best acting that I've ever seen. That Denzel did. Like the the role didn't call for a bunch of. The role didn't call for a bunch of stuff. Yeah. It wasn't like. Like, he got angry, slapped his head on the table, hand on the table, but, like, it was talking. Yeah. Like, so I can understand why someone would be like, yeah, this this is the best. No, the movie, the impact yeah. the of it, but, like, just on the skill of acting, uh, this role did not require me to show a giant range of, of skill. It's another one where, even though I feel like Denzel should have won for that um, with the Oscar, that's another one where I feel like Angela Bassett caught it back because I think she did really well. As his wife, and she got a supporting actress nomination. Who won that year? Uh, best actor. Let's look that up. Because, like, so if you if you give me a movie, let's say, like, so for an example, remember the Titans. Yeah. Very emotional, right? Yeah. It'd be easy to play angry and sad. Like, any actors who do their little demo reel, what's yeah. the first things they do? They make a little a clip with them being yelling or screaming or crying. Like them the two emotions that people get. Now when you can make me believe mm. you are a seventy year old man and you twenty two. Now, this is I, I remember this being argued now that I've pulled this up. So Al Pacino won mm-hmm. for Scent of a Woman. <sighs> Al Pacino perfectly played a blind man in Scent of a Woman. Like perfect. Like you could not tell me that was not a blind man on screen. Listen. I enjoy monologues and movies. Facts. That's one of my things. I have watched Training Day from beginning to end. Yeah. Once, maybe twice. Yeah. I have watched the last 10 minutes <laughs> of Training Day at least. No, in real life, at least 100 times. Facts. And that's on the generous side. At least 100 times. I enjoy monologues. The monologue in Scent of a Fucking Woman? Are oh, you man. kidding me? Al Pacino was in his bag. Dog. Wow. Yeah. Like he was in his bag. Now I'm not saying that I prefer Malcolm X is my favorite person of all time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's always gonna be X. But if you're gonna tell me who acted their role out the best. But then it kind of goes back to the point you just said, um, what the role required. Yeah, if the role didn't require that. Did I don't Denzel transform into Malcolm? Sure. But Al Pacino transformed into a blind man that was not based on a person we already knew. Mm-hmm. He transformed into a character. Denzel transformed into a person we were already familiar with. He transformed into somebody we who was a beloved character. Yeah. I'm going to love this character no matter what. Yeah. And if you remind me of the person you're playing, yeah. you, you should win. Jay is going to love Malcolm X whether Denzel was good or not. Facts. That's just what it is. Like So when it comes to acting and winning the award for acting, Al Pacino acted better. <laughs> like it's not a knock. That don't mean yeah. Denzel no, Denzel do, was phenomenal. It just didn't it. require it. Yeah, it's like you're on a basketball team. You're trying to compare Shaquille O'Neal to Muggsy Bowes. Like we are asked to do different things on the basketball court. Don't compare us. Let's talk about uh, when the Miami Heat had D Wade, uh, Brian, and Chris Bosh and that team. Ray Allen. 
their starting point guard was Mario Chalmers. They didn't require a point guard at the level of James, Bosh, Wade, and Ray Allen. They just needed somebody who could come in there and play his part. Denzel got on that screen and he played his part. I'm glad you brought up Spike Lee, though, uh, or a Spike Lee film, because kind of bringing it back to Eddie, Spike was critical of Eddie um, around that same period in the mid-90s where Eddie kind of had that, quote, fall off. Uh, and he was saying that he felt like Eddie didn't do enough for black actors. I get it. But see, I don't. And here's why, nigga. Chris Rock, Chappelle, Tracy Morgan, Martin, uh, uh, it's my dog from Boomerang, um, John Witherspoon's son in the movie, David Allen Greer. Yeah, from Detroit. From Detroit. Um, like, shit, brought back Richard Pryor, Red Fox, like at the uh, end, like he put a lot of people on in move. I get you. I get you. So when when Spike made, I can't remember the exact quote uh, that Spike had, but he was saying like, "Yo, Eddie ain't do enough. He ain't put a lot of people in place to be successful uh, in black films with all the movies that he's made." And I'm like, "Fam, that's all he's done." Chris Rock first two movies were in Eddie Murphy films, nigga. Beverly Hills Cop and Boomerang, <laughs> Halle Berry. <laughs> Like caught her second movie of all time in an Eddie Murphy joint. Like, yeah, I get you. I get it. Like so they didn't. They, I get it. Like they didn't have ma- major parts, right? We know. We know that they in those movies because they became major people. Yeah, yeah. Like if they didn't, if they never, if they never went to a superstardom, we would not remember that that was Chris Rock in those movies. So yeah, they, they'll just be a nigga. Oh, that's my man face who who was in that one joint. Uh, I we need Spike Lee's though. Yeah, we need those people who are always gonna hold you to the fire. Like, no, you're not doing enough. Even if you are, we do need them type of people to. Um, we need, we need those type of people to to be catfish. <laughs> 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 I know that sounds wild, but did you ever watch the movie, the catfish movie? Yeah, and like I, that was a great movie, by the way. Yeah, and, and like very creepy. The catfish they put inside. Uh, it was with some other fish, but it kept everybody. It kept the other fish from dying and kept whatever. Yeah. Like you need somebody to keep society yeah. or keep us moving. Now the definition of why they call that movie catfish and the, what it is, yeah. we it's two totally Completely different, flipped. yeah, two yeah. different things. But like, I'm like, oh, I created a new word by the way. Speaking of this, um, I created it on Facebook. It's called actfish. Okay. And that's when you put the filter up that clear all your acne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you an act fish. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I want people to stop doing that. I'm not going to say women. I'm going to just say people. Yeah. Stop doing that. We, we, we see you. I need to see them bumps. Yeah. Don't come in here with this smooth ass face on the gram. And we see you in person. Your shit look like a uh, 16 year old boy. Yeah. Got cigarette burns, all kinds of shit happening. Like, relax, fam. Uh, so you an act fish. Don't be an act. A lot of y'all is act fish, by the way. But uh, a lot of y'all who listen to this are act fish. So we appreciate you. Yes. Those act fish who don't listen to this podcast, y'all the worst type. Fuck is y'all doing? Yeah, nigga, fucking act fish. Get out of here. Call the police on you, nigga. Hey, Officer Hollins, come arrest these motherfucking act fish. Your skin clear. So look, you had uh, mentioned like uh, trying to rank. 
some Eddie movies. Just top three Eddie movies, man. Personally, right. these are these are me and Jay's personal top three Eddie movies, man. Um, I thought about it since we talked because we talked about this last night. Uh, my number one, and I said it earlier, but it never goes away. It's one of my favorite movies ever. Boomerang is my number one because it was a completely di- like until Boomerang, I never looked at Eddie as like like the smooth like get women type dude. It was just like always charismatic, always funny. But it was like in Boomerang, he was the least funny nigga in that movie, dog. For a nigga as naturally funny as Eddie Murphy is, yeah, he was going for a different, uh, a different. He different changed thing. his entire like, and that's just. I think so. I've said this before. May have said it on this podcast. I think this is me, Aunt Wood. Boomerang is the best romantic comedy of all time. That's my opinion, nigga. And I think that I don't even think people look at it as a rom com, but that's exactly what it is. Like. I didn't even realize um, how important that movie was. Yeah. We touched on it when we started reviewing the series. The show, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I saw him sitting on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, mm. and I guess in the papers, there was like, oh, this is not believable. Y'all mm. are all young. Are these successful all black successful people? successful black people um, in an advertising agency with no whites. Like, this is yeah. not believable. The, the audience won't think this is real. So he got an all black cast yep. and did a romantic comedy and it killed. But for them to say, no, we need white people or you mean ain't none of y'all. It's not like at a rap music video. It ain't nothing got to do with this. Y'all are actually executives. Yeah. They said it wasn't believable. And I, 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 I salute Eddie and them for, for doing a full black cast. Yeah. Cause that's a quote unquote black movie. But and, it don't feel like a black movie. It feel like a movie who have black leads. And you know what's funny about it, too? Not only is that a black movie, but kind of to the point we was just talking about that Spike Lee tried to make. Fam, I put an entire movie out with an all-black cast. like, And look at, fam, again, Martin, David Allen Greer, John Witherspoon, um, the lady who played John Witherspoon's wife, Miss Pearly from Friday mm-hmm. and shit. Uh, Chris Rock. This was Chris Rock's third movie ever, bro. What did Chris Rock do in Boomerang? He was the uh, yes male I remember, guy. I remember. And he, all his scenes were hilarious, nigga. They lasted two minutes, nigga. But he was fucking funny, dog. Tisha Campbell was in there, wasn't Tisha Campbell, the next door neighbor who was trying to fuck with Robin Givens, Halle Berry. Like, these were prominent. Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt, fam. That might be for people of our ilk. Who weren't around when Catwoman was on the Batman TV show because we weren't fucking alive in the 60s and 70s. Nigga, this is Earth Eartha Kitt's like defining role for a lot of folks, nigga. Marcus. Like is darling, nigga. Like, we love that shit. And nigga, Grace Jump, man. Come on, dog. So Boomerang. Boomerang put him up. Uh Boomerang's my number one Eddie film of all time. My number two. Is coming to America. Okay. I personally think coming to America, I've argued it with myself in my head. I think coming to America is the best comedy of all time, funniest movie of all time. Um, I've argued it against Friday. Those are my favorite two comedies of all time. Some days I think Friday's the best, nigga. Most days and most of my life, I've thought coming to America is the funniest movie ever. I mean, we can, we just, I just, me we personally, I connect. 
culturally to Friday. Yeah, you know, what I'm and saying? that's Friday. And it's so it realistic, like, so it's like I grew up. I see this shit. This is real life shit from birth to well, from '88 when Coming to America came out till '96 when Friday came out. I had thought Coming to America was the funniest movie ever, and then it was like Friday came in and like hit me with some shit I never expected. Like, oh shit! So then it became a debate. But as far as the Eddie ranking go. Coming to America is my number two. And then number three, I got to go with life. I just, I think the, kind of to your point earlier, it's definitely underrated. It's a brilliant movie, dog. It's fucking hilarious. Everybody loved it. White people, black people alike. My pops watched it uh, after his accident when he first came home. He started watching movies all the time. And because he had a short-term memory loss after his accident, if he paused the movie to go to the bathroom, he would start the entire movie over again. So I've seen life, like to your point about that last 10 minutes of training day, I've seen the movie life well over 100 times. <laughs> but like in halves, nigga, because he would pause it at the hour point and then we started that bitch back, nigga. And it was like, all right. But life is just, it's hilarious, man. And it's, I mean, it's Bernie Mac, it's Eddie, it's Martin. That cornbread scene, dog. Fam, legend, legend. And then not to be slept on, it ain't in my top three, but just to kind of throw a few additional joints, Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2 are great movies, dog. 48 Hours, another 48 was okay, but 48 Hours, Nick Nolte, great fucking detective film. Like, So, life is my number one. I respect it. Uh, damn, man. Like, we talking about just good movies or funniest? Just Eddie. It's always a toss-up between Harlem Nights mm. and Coming to America for me. Like, I don't know which one I like more. I know which one is funnier. I don't know which one I like more, though. Yeah, um, I'll see that. But to keep it, like, I'm going to go Coming to America as number two. I get it. And then um, I'm going to go Boomerang number three. Love it. Life Coming uh, to America, Boomerang, man. I know I, I got a lot of people in my life who are like Harlem Knights fanatics. I love Harlem Knights. I love Harlem Knights. It just, if we was doing top five, you'd have heard my Harlem Knights come in at four. But like, I do need a little bit of variety. If I was going to watch three movies period yeah. like i need the, the rom-com yeah you know what i'm saying i need the hilarious up-to-date-ish yeah. in life and, and coming, to america. coming to america just a different type of legendary movie man yeah. but that ain't taking shit away from harlem nights that ain't taking shit away from golden child fam i looked for that golden child hat when i was a little kid my mom had me at mervyn's <laughs> i was walking around mervyn's looking for that golden child hat as if I knew they sold it there, nigga. We was at Livonia Mall. Nigga, I cut the bill. I just cut the bill <laughs> off of a, a regular black hat. Fam, I, I needed it. I needed it, dog. They want the knife, nigga. Uh, so, yeah, man. And that's the thing about Eddie. That's kind of what speaks to his legendariness. You can debate this all day. Because not to be slept on, Nutty Professor What's a fucking movement, dog? Do you remember when Nutty Professor came out, bro? Mm -hmm. And oh, a great my. soundtrack. First of all, nigga, Nutty Professor 2. Hold up. Y'all 
y'all think this Nutty Professor soundtrack wasn't what it was. I'm going to tell y'all right now what was going on. Nutty Professor. I'm going to go with. What's funny is how much was on one and two, nigga. Like Nutty Professor soundtrack for the first joint. This track one. Touch me, tease me, nigga. Like, come, if this don't remind you of summer in the 90s, bro. Man, this is like my high school, 11th, 12th grade. You know what I'm saying? Hey, nigga. Come on, dog. Come on. Nigga, this might be. Uh, listen. Well, everybody rapped. Facts. Uh, nigga, I took that shit on a double deck and rapped over a microphone connect. Like, I took. I made a, a fucking whole entire song off, of, off that beat instrumental. But maybe. then Nutty Professor 2 came out like. Come on. Come on. Man, Bleak, this is one of Bleak biggest songs ever, bro. Oh, I didn't realize this was on the uh, part two soundtrack. Come on. Come on. Oh, Nutty Professor 2 was in a bag, nigga. Come on, fam. Yo, Case got his whole career off Nutty Professors. Oh, wow. All right. We can stop talking about it now. One of my favorite songs of all time is on this Nutty Professor 2 soundtrack, nigga. Listen, man, this could I'm gonna be ignore one of the, that that was the Foxy Brown remix and just that tell could be one of the best soundtracks of all time, fam. Like ever, dog. And that's the thing, man. Eddie was so deeply ingrained in this culture, and it's like Nutty Professor was just sitting there. He played however many roles. He hadn't played that many roles since coming to America, and it was just like, fam. Nutty Professor Two came out and made all the money, dog. And then it was just like. Let me go back to this filmography real quick because he had a couple joints right after. Oh, nigga. Fam, how how dare we forget Eddie's ascension into ridiculous levels of fame. Shrek. Oh, yeah. The donkey. Come on, fam. Then niggas fuck. I didn't, I didn't get into the, the Norbit movies and shit. I, so it's a lot of people I know who love Norbit. Never I think that's just hilarious. I watched it on TBS one night. I know I missed a lot because it was TBS and it was edited. Um, it was cool. I ain't love it, but I, never, I know a lot of people I, I do. I never even attempted to watch them shit. Fam, hey, Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. That's another one. One and two. He got like, like 70 movies or some shit, right? Uh, hold it's on. A, I a, give you the accurate count. I got it right here. Eddie has... It's like a ridiculous amount hold of... Hold on, dog. I... Thought I screenshot this. Hold up. We gonna get y'all these Eddie Murphy stats. Nigga, I'm giving my nigga all his flowers. Eddie has... Let me go straight to his filmography. Do, 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 do. That thong song, boy. Y'all better go fuck with Cisco. Uh, not, for, not for nothing. Lil Duvall been making songs since... Um, Facts. The... Uh, I just... What? The music soul child yeah. shit. What's the name of this song? Uh... Just friends, yeah, just friends. Yeah, when he that did that shit, one on, of his oh. most popular stand-up bit when he was uh, a yeah. Roland Powell. Yep, real name. Yeah, 
Um, that was fucking amazing, by the way. So Eddie has been in 40 feature films mm. and 14 television series. Because even though I ain't like it, I wasn't a fan. But we can't forget about shit like, uh, um, what was the joint? The PJs. That shit aired for a couple years. Yeah, I forgot all about the PJs. Delirious was technically on TV. Like, that's a part of his television uh, filmography. Because that came on TV. That aired live on TV. Delirious wasn't in theaters. Raw was. Uh, let me ask you a question. What's that? Uh, it's kinda, we kind of got to go back to the beginning. Oh, let's go. How do you think or how do you feel about Keenan standing up there with all those legends? So I thought that it was kind of funny when he walked. I thought that Che was going to come out mm -hmm. um, because it, before Keenan started really killing SNL, Che was like him and uh, Jay Farrell were like the black SNL dudes for like a few years. It was like a minute in there. And Keenan had been on there, but then he kind of like ascended. Keenan Thompson is a young legend. Keenan's a young legend, but been a young legend like, since he was young. Like, like I've been, a, I've been doing this comedy, movie, and TV shit for, for a long time, twenty dog. plus years. I've been in y'all lives since Nickelodeon, bro, and I ain't went nowhere. Now I've transitioned into plus. adult comedy. He got under, he got grown kids, and he has some of SNL's most popular skits, like recurring yeah. uh, bits that they do. He's one of them, dog. So him standing amongst those legends, where I respected it was, you're the black SNL. Because outside of uh, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, SNL, Tracy Morgan, SNL. Tracy Morgan made his name on SNL. Eddie Murphy made his name on SNL. Chris Rock, not as much. Um, he, he was on SNL before he became the stand-up legend. But SNL was like his big break after a couple good movie roles. Um, Keenan of the... Four of them, five of them standing up there. You have the, I don't know that he has a stand-up. Anyway, I don't even know if that's his style of comedy. Like, if he does stand-up, I ain't never seen it. If y'all seen a Kenan Thompson stand-up, let us know. But I thought that because of the SNL relationship and the comedy success that they've had off that show, I thought it was well-earned, man. And I thought it was kind of like a dope, like, Look at him, like, or look for him, like. Yeah, white dude came and was like, "No, nah, nigga, no, no need." No, for you not you. That. Yeah, like it's this my shit, yeah. nigga. Like, and I love it because it's like, fam, you carrying on a real legacy of black comedians on SNL who are like legendary, dog. And it's like low key, man. Give Keenan Thompson some flowers, like you a legend too in this game, bro. Like, might not be on the same level as as them three, but those those is Mount Rushmore type niggas. But they only Mount Rushmore type people because we older. People who grew up yeah. and Keenan was older than them, they've been watching him on television their entire yeah. lives. Only thing he missing is the stand-up. He got TV and movies sold up. I think he does do stand-up. He might. I, I don't doubt that he does. I know Um, the only time I've seen him on stage is... Matter of fact, he does stand-up. And I think when he was on The Breakfast Club talking about it, yeah. like I think he do, he puts him out like independently. He's about owning, okay. ownership. Yeah, respect it. You know what I'm saying? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I know he's done, the only time I've seen him on stage, and it's been on YouTube, but he's been uh, a part of Amanda Seals' little tour that she does, um, the smart black funny shit that she does. He'll be on there with her a lot. Like a lot of cities she visits, she has Keenan up there with her. Um, but speaking of Keenan and speaking of him being on TV, he got an NBC show coming, and we announced it 
on this show, this podcast, I don't know, months ago, but keep an eye out on 2020. It's a show about him being a black father of two daughters, and it's a comedy, and it's coming on NBC. So check it out, man. Make sure y'all support the boy when he get his look, because he got his look, man. Uh, speaking of looks, we can start to wrap up. Um, Lil Rel's HBO special. I checked it out. It was all right. Oh, I didn't know it dropped. I'm yeah, it dropped. Out. It dropped like two weeks ago. It was I. Right. I thought his, this me personally. I thought his Netflix special that came out a few years ago was funnier than this. This was a little bit different because he did it in a high school gym. Hmm. So the audience, it's like, it's something about being on the stage that kind of captivates the audience. And I feel like you standing in the middle of the gym with the audience sitting on bleachers. It felt a little different than a stand-up mic. I, I I be seeing where he be going with a lot of the shit he does. Yeah. Like, you've got to recognize that that shit don't connect, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, the reason your show didn't work out, not because you're not a talented writer, and I understand Yeah, not because you, you ain't funny, yeah. Like, that that's that format and everything. No. It just, it just ain't just work. gonna connect. You know what's kind of funny, too, um, now that you bring that up? Because the stand-up, he had some moments. Like, it was a period, like, in the middle where he started to float. Like, all right, nigga, you caught your stride, and now you, them jokes was coming off. Like, I was audibly laughing at shit. But one of the things that I thought didn't connect from the rip, he did a show at a school in L.A. I think he was doing, like, a, like, Honor the Nipsey type shit or something like that. I'm like, fam, you from Chicago. You from the shy. And no offense to you, but if you was going to do a show in a high school... I bet your high school in Chicago probably would have hit a little bit differently than this high school in L.A. Not saying that it ain't work, but it's just like, I see what you're trying to do, but your execution wasn't always there. But check out Lil Rel's HBO special, and then if you got some time, check out his Netflix special from a couple years ago, because uh, that shit was hilarious to me. And I like Lil Rel, man. I want to see him succeed. I think he's talented. I think he's funny. I just want to, you know, I want to see him uh, execute a little bit better now that he's got his looks. Because he getting on, nigga. That uh, HBO special ain't to be scoffed at, nigga. Before Netflix was giving y'all Dave Chappelle and all them, the goal for comedians who do stand-up was HBO. So uh, Andrew Schultz got a special coming. Netflix? Um, He hasn't released... Um Who's gonna he he released the production company that's doing yeah. it, but not the network not that's the gonna net, be playing. I'll just say he was offered a million dollars the first time and he turned it down. So they came with the right bag. Shit, Andrew Schultz, fuck around and come out and do Comedy Central. Nigga, them is people. He, he had a show. Did you ever watch his show? Mm-hmm. Uh that was on Benders? Comedy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The hockey shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That shit was funny too. Like Andrew was funny as fuck. I thoroughly enjoyed that show, bro. I, I, you know, he dropped his uh you know, he's done. He's produced his own special. Yeah. He took shit that you never I remember when the Monique shit was happening. He was talking about like, yo, I did my own shit. I went out and produced my he own. He took them bitches to Netflix and different places and they passed on them. Like, mm-hmm. okay. So when he did, he talked about it this week where his last special, he's about to put it out for free. And they came to him and was like, hey, don't that. do it. Like, yeah. like, okay, I need a million dollars. And it was like, well, we not giving you a million dollars. So it did what it did. He blew up. He'd been touring all over the entire world. Yeah. Right. Facts. So he about to do another one. They were like, hey, uh, don't look, here's here's a million dollars. Uh, we'll take your special. And he was like, man, and he was his, his manager and everybody was so fucking happy. He was like, Yeah, man, I'm happy as hell too, but we gotta tell him no. Yeah. It was like, what are you talking about? He was like, Well, 
the last one was a million dollars. Shit yeah. has changed. The value, the bag, the, the value has went up. So he did. They come back and they got the paperwork back. So yeah. it's he has it's coming. released. Yeah, um, it's either I think it's either gonna be HBO, um, or it may fuck around and be like a, on Amazon Prime. I don't know yeah. what it's gonna be, but and that's you know what's funny about that too. You throwing out Prime, I feel like between Prime and and Hulu and shit, even Apple Plus, like all these like different original content streaming platforms that are coming out. Like, yo, Netflix currently has cornered the stand-up market, but it's like, nigga, they don't have to be the only ones doing stand-up. Like, you can go get a bag from Amazon, bro. Trust me, they got it. You can go get a bag at Apple Plus. They need it. They still trying to figure out different content to deliver. So, it's some money out there to be made, man. Shout out to Andrew Schultz. Shout out to Kenan Thompson. Shout out to Eddie Murphy, man. Um, if you have not watched that SNL episode yet, I have no idea what you're doing here at the end of this podcast. But uh, check it out, man. I thought it was funny. thought it was timely. It was a perfect final episode of 2019 for Saturday Night Live. Um, and I just, you, you can't, like, he a fish in water, bro. Like, you put that man in his element, dog. You tell Eddie to go out there and do what you do. He do it every time, and he does it flawlessly. He does it seamlessly, man. Like That's probably why I hate it that he didn't get a longer monologue because I know he would have got up there and crushed it. Man. But um, go watch that SNL episode. If you've seen it already, go watch it again. Check out Eddie Murphy, man, and check out all them Eddie Murphy movies. If you on uh either of our podcast pages, the Instagram or the Facebook group, let us know what your three favorite Eddie movies are, man. Fuck with us and, and give us that info. Yours may be different from me and Jay's, man. And uh, you can let us know what they are. Let us know why you feel that way. Um, Don't argue with us, though, because we're not here to debate you. Uh, We're just here to talk with y'all, man. Don't debate me. Debate your mama. And on that note, I'm going to wish you niggas a Merry Christmas, man. Uh, Happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Whatever it is you celebrate around this time of year, be safe in these streets. Go finish your last-minute shopping. Spend some time with your family and your closest friends. Spend some time with your ladies and your dudes. Uh, Enjoy your time off work. We will be back whenever we be back. You know we like to surprise y'all, so I ain't giving y'all no types of dates or promises. But We we, get y'all three podcasts in less than a week. Facts. Y'all have literally gotten three in less than a week. Yo, shout to everybody who uh, hit us up after we dropped that first podcast last week about the Black Famous and was like, Oh, y'all really just going to end the podcast after an hour, nigga? <laughs> Damn, I thought y'all ain't like them long pods. <laughs> but then shout out to that three-hour uh, Queen and Slim pod that y'all told us, Damn, this longer than the movie. Being our highest rated or highest streamed pod of the year so far. Thanks. So uh, we know y'all love this content, man, and we're going to do our best to keep giving it to y'all. But until then, have a Merry Christmas. We will hopefully be back in here, God willing, before the new year to give you all a great podcast. Keep an eye out for some additional details about that podcast soon. Uh, Till then, follow the podcast at This Week in Culture on Instagram and Facebook. Join the groups. Subscribe to the pod. Rate us a five-star. I'm your man, Ant Wood. That's my dog, Jay Johnson. This Week in Culture, episode 78. Eddie Murphy, we love you. Peace.